Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Dr. Squatch Soaps. My name is Ryan Scullard. I am your host. And uh, what a day in the NFL today. Of course, I am a little uh, irritated uh, after watching that Sunday night football game. Um, it's it's rough to, to watch your team give one away, uh, especially when you know you have a 10-point lead at halftime, a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Um is that all of Russell Wilson's interceptions were bad tonight, all three of them. Um, first three, first three interception game in a while. Um, that being said, uh, you know, great game for fantasy uh, overall um, for a lot of players. So a lot of big scoring games, lots and lots of injuries again today. So we will be going over the injuries uh, in the headlines. Then we will do our usual um, Sunday night um, ritual of going over our Kings and Stings, the best and worst performances of the week, or at least of Thursday and Sunday. And then we will preview the Monday night game, uh, which is the uh, Bears and Rams tomorrow night. So um, with that, why don't we go ahead and hop into today's headlines. Today's headlines. And of course, today's headlines are brought to you by the Sleeper app, one of the best apps you are going to find for fantasy football information, uh, highlights, notifications, as well as playing your games on their platform. All right, we will start it off um, with the injuries. Odell is possibly out for a long time. We, we're, not, we're not sure yet um, the extent of it. What we do know is that he went out of the game with the um, on the interception, um, went to the locker room, said he was done for the day with a knee injury. Um, after the game, they came back and said uh, he, that he is feared to have suffered a major knee injury. Uh, he'll have an MRI in Monday morning, and perhaps there will be some good news, but early indications aren't good. So we're looking at a possible torn ligament in the knee, um, whether it's ACL, MCL, PCL. So definitely not good. We will we'll have to wait to see um, what happens there. If he goes down, I really think that you know Donovan Peoples-Jones had a good game today. Uh, Rashard Higgins put up a, a fair amount of points. So we'll we'll see who can take on that role. Um, if if Odell is going to miss a lot of time. Next up, Andy Dalton um, out with a concussion. 
after a, a dirty hit. The guy ended up getting ejected for it. Um, and so we will see if Andy Dalton can start next week. Even if he can, this is a uh, this offense is is in trouble. Um, next week, if Andy Dalton can't go, um, the guy that came in tonight or today, Ben DiNucci, um, may be the starter next week. Um, and there is, I mean, there's not a whole lot of hope there. Um, you know, we could see them possibly making a trade. I think, I think this, what's happening right now with this offense and with this team, I think may be the straw that breaks the camel's back and forces the Cowboys to sign Dak Prescott to a long-term deal. Now, I know that they've got lots of other issues that need to be fixed. You know, defensive secondary, offensive line that's just been shredded to pieces with injuries. So there's a lot of things to fix in Dallas, and it'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how they go about that. Next up, Jeff Nelson, after a massive day today, suffers a high ankle sprain. Um, likely going to miss multiple weeks, which means it's it's going to be, was it Jermichael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon? Jarek McKinnon got almost no play today, which was surprising um, a little bit. I know that he's they've kind of taken down his snaps and carries um, over the last couple weeks, but um, Jeff Nelson, um, after a huge day, is out probably a couple weeks. Debo, ha um, Debo Samuel also pulled his hamstring, so we'll have to see how long he is out as well. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is doing a, a very good job stepping in for Debo uh, so far this year. Next up, Cam Newton gets benched for Jared Stidham in today's loss to San Francisco. The worst loss, I was 33-6, the worst loss um, at home for Bill Belichick um, ever in New England. So, or at least as, as, as a Patriots head coach. So we will have to see kind of, again, what's what's going on that uh, you know listening to the um the pregame slash halftime show for uh for sunday night and they were kind of going over the game i believe it was tony dungy called called bill belichick one of the best fixers in terms of being able to fix what's going wrong with the team um in the league and there's just so much to fix with this offense there's no cohesion they're not working well together. You don't really have a lot of weapons in terms of the wide receivers. Um, you know, Cam Newton played well a couple of games, but against really bad defenses. And so we'll we'll see kind of where this goes from here. Um, but yeah, so we'll 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 kind of take a look and and see kind of what what goes on uh, in the coming weeks. Chris Carson went out with a foot injury uh, tonight in the loss to the Cardinals. Um, I did not see what happened and when. Um, I just noticed that about the second quarter, it was all Carlos Hyde after that. So uh, we will have to wait and see You know what, what all happened. Find out tomorrow um, or Monday morning what's going on with Chris Carson, that injury. And Kenyon Drake was carted to the locker room. Um, I saw I saw the play where he got injured. Um, definitely not. Uh, I, I want to say it was it, it was a, a one yard run, one or two yard run for a first down. Um, looked like he may have uh, gotten twisted up as he was as he was trying to run through the pile. So we'll have to kind of again. That's another one we're gonna have to wait and see kind of what happens. I think that this may turn into Chase Edmonds' backfield. Just 
with the look on Drake's face when he came to the when he came to the bench and even at the bench still just you could tell he was hurting um I I honestly think he might be done he'll be done for at least a few weeks in my opinion so but I'm not an expert I don't know exactly what happened but judging by his reaction it seems like it's going to be pretty serious so um the other injury um on there not not as fantasy relevant simply because he doesn't play as much um dd westbrook was carted off the field with a serious leg injury cbs wouldn't show the replay because it's too graphic um i did manage to find somewhere someone posts a replay of it because i didn't see what happened in the game and it, it's pretty filthy um looks like his he uh Looks like he stepped, kind of sidestepped to to make a move to juke a tackle, and his leg. It looked like his leg snapped there, and then he gets hit and tackled. And as and it looked like as he's getting tackled, his knee or his foot started pointing the wrong way, and then gets rolled over, and his foot then is pointing the correct direction. So just it was a gruesome injury. Um, so he is, he's done for the season. Um, so we'll kind of have to see what they do, what they want to do in special teams there for, for Jacksonville. But again, not, not as fantasy relevant, but a definitely a serious injury. So, and I believe that is it. So, um, with that, that's pretty much all the news and notes we've got for you today. We will get into the Kings and Stings portion of this episode, but before we do, we want to thank our sponsor, um, the the amazing Dr. Squatch Soap Company. Again, like I've told you guys multiple times, that I absolutely love I love their soaps. I, my favorite. I mean, if you're if you're watching on our little on our little uh, video here, the 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 black soap, the black pine tar soap, smells great. Um, you know, it's one of those soaps. I feel amazing, fresh and clean after I'm done using it. Um, you know, they're they're all natural soaps, handmade here in the USA, cold pressed, uh, all natural stuff. I I love the fact that it's a a, a, a U.S. company. You know, um, and really, if you I don't know if you guys have seen their you know I talk about their their ads on Facebook all the time. Um, absolutely hilarious. Um, you know, just from what I've seen of the company, really solid company, uh, good to work with. They've been they've been great in terms of in terms of kind of our relationship so far with them and in, in dealing with uh, some of our promo links and that sort of thing. And, and you know, willing to give us a promo code, which uh, which was great. So, again, make sure to go to uh, go to DrSquatch.com and order. You can do their their subscription. Um that's like six dollars a month. You get a bar of soap every month, or you can just order a few bars of soap, and that be it. Um, when you go, make sure to order twenty dollars worth. And when you do that, if you use the promo code SKS twenty at checkout, order twenty dollars of product, and you will get twenty percent off. Again, of twenty dollars or more, orders of twenty dollars or more when you use the promo code SKS twenty. Again. 20% off when you use the promo code SKS20 of orders of $20 or more. Um, again, make sure make sure to let them know that you that that we were the ones that sent you over there. Uh, we absolutely love the company, love advertising for them. Um, 
And so, again, check them out. And so, yeah, that's it. Why don't we go ahead and hop into our Kings and Stings section of this week. All right, starting it off, King number one had an absolutely great week. Um, he was one of those guys I knew was going to have a good week, especially going up against Jacksonville. Um, 38.48 points for Justin Hebert, threw for 347 yards, three touchdowns, ran for 66 yards and a touchdown as well. Um, just he has been an absolute – he's been crushing it um, ever since he, he, he took over the starting position. So a uh, great game for Justin Hebert. Or Herbert, sorry, Herbert. Star number two, uh, Kyler Murray against the Seahawks tonight. 38.1 points, uh, 360 yards, one yard, or 360 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Also ran for 67 and a touchdown. So another big night for Ky for Kyler Murray. And number three, uh, Mr. Tom Brady having a huge day against Las Vegas. 36.86 points. Uh, 369 yards, four touchdowns, also a rushing touchdown of one yard. So a uh, huge day, huge day for him as well. Uh, moving on to our running back kings of the week. Um, and number one, Mr. Jeff Wilson, like I said, got, got injured after rushing for 112 yards and three touchdowns, had two catches for eight yards as well to add to it. So big day for Jeff Wilson. We will see. Um, we will see kind of what happens with him and his high ankle sprain, um, and we will take a look and make sure to get back to you guys tomorrow about who the best guys to pick up for this next week are um, in in the uh, San Francisco backfield. Number two, I was not expecting this out of out of him. Um, the the Chargers were really good against the rush uh, against the run this year and against running backs in general. But James Robinson. 22 carries for 119 yards, had a touchdown, as well as 18 or four receptions for 18 yards and another touchdown, as well as a two-point conversion. So huge day for James Robinson, um, just a, a big day for him. He is he has been a big surprise in terms of fantasy production. Uh, love to see it, especially out of undrafted guys. So a lot of fun to watch him play this year. And number three in the running backs, Mr. Todd Gurley. 63 or uh, 23 carries for 63 yards and two touchdowns as well as two receptions for 19 yards so uh good day for todd Gurley going up against that detroit defense even in the loss um one thing about that i don't know if you guys noticed it but i think um very interesting to see that todd Gurley, when two years it was like was it two or three years ago when he purposefully didn't score a touchdown and went down at like the one yard line so that his team could kneel it down to get the win and he didn't do that this time runs in leaves just enough time on the clock for the um for the detroit lions to march down the field and get a touchdown an extra point in order to win so just interesting to me moving on to our wide receivers and <laughs> what a what a day for Tyler Lockett. Uh, 15 catches, 200 yards, and three touchdowns. This is his second three-touchdown game of the year. Last person to do that was five years ago. Mr. Doug Baldwin in 2015, who had two uh, two games with three touchdowns. I want to say it was like two in like three weeks. Um, so big day for Tyler Lockett. 
it seems like lately it's kind of gone back and forth depending on game planning on who's covering who, whether it's going to be Tyler Lockett or or DK Metcalf. Um, Tyler Lockett's had a couple of quote unquote stinkers the last couple of weeks after having a huge game against um, and who was it? Can't even remember. Um, having a huge game a few weeks ago. Um, and then. You know, this week it turns around that you know he's the, he's the guy again, and uh, DK Metcalf would ended up having his first real stinker of the weeks or first real stinker of the of the season. So, number two, Devonte Adams saw this coming. We knew that this was going to be a huge day for him. Sixteen targets, thirteen receptions, one hundred and ninety six yards, and two touchdowns himself. Sorry, uh, Tyler Lockett half point PPR scored forty five point five points. Devonte Adams thirty eight point one points. So huge day for him. Number three, Deontay Johnson. Okay, here's the deal. When it comes to Deontay Johnson, I I think we are to the point with him that it does. If he is healthy, you've got to start him. You ever you know all the hype around Chase Claypool. I fell for it too. But I think that Chase Claypool is starting to fall under the same category as Robert Tanyan. If Deontay Johnson is healthy and playing, he's going to get the work, not Chase Claypool. 15 targets today. Nine catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Chase Claypool had almost... I, had, I don't even have Claypool's numbers up. Um, but I know that Chase Claypool didn't do much today. So, I think that Chase, I think that Chase Claypool has fallen into that same category as Robert Tanyan, who, again, with Devontae Adams going for 16 targets, 13 receptions, Robert Tanyan only had two targets today. So I think we we need to come to the realization across the board that there are certain guys that their only way that they're getting a whole lot of work is if someone in front of them is injured. That's, I mean, I don't think there's another way to look at it. So, uh, so yeah, Devontae Johnson, 24.5 points. So. Finally, we move to our tight ends. And we actually had a couple of high-end tight ends doing some stuff today. But this first guy was not one of them. <laughs> Harrison Bryant against Cincinnati. 19.6 um, points, four catches, 56 yards, and two touchdowns. Just one of those days where, where the tight ends got the work in um, in Cleveland. Turns out that David, well, it's actually in Cincinnati, but for Cleveland, David Njoku even had a touchdown. So three touchdowns to the tight ends in this game. Um, so yeah, 19.6 points for Harrison Bryant. Only rostered in 1% of leagues, so you know he wasn't being played anywhere. Uh, number two, Rob Gronkowski, 14.7 points. Five catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown for him. Just getting back to the, um, you know, the, the that connection between him and and Tom Brady. And number three, TJ Hawkinson, 14.4 points, uh, five catches, 59 yards and a touchdown, and that touchdown really saved my day in one of my DFS lineups. Um, so very, very, uh, very, very uh, good game for him, um, really saving it at the end with that touchdown, so. All right, those are our kings. Now we're going to go through. We're going to go through our stings. And again, 
going through the stings, the way that we do this is these are these are not necessarily guys that just put up zeros because a lot of guys put up zeros that are only rostered in like 50% of leagues. These are guys that everyone expected to do something and didn't. So that's how we that's how we do this. So usually in terms of um this usually needs to be guys that are rostered in like 85% of leagues and more cuz they're most likely no less than a flex play if they're like a wide receiver or running back tight end. So, starting it off with our QB stings, we've got two <laughs> in every category, three for the tight ends. So, uh, QB stings, number one, Patrick Mahomes, only 12 points. Um, and really the reason for that is he, he threw for 200 yards and one touchdown. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire ran for a touchdown, and then the defense did everything. I mean, the defense and special teams. Defense had uh, a, a run back for a touchdown uh, on an interception. Then the, was it special teams, Byron Pringle returned a kick for a touchdown, 102 yards. And then after they pulled Patrick Mahomes, Chad Henney had a one-yard touchdown. Um, it just I mean, The game had gotten out of hand at that point, so... So Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, for for Patrick Mahomes, uh, roster uh, owners, managers, yeah, not not the best week for him, but you know his doesn't matter. His team got the win. So um, number two, this was a guy that I was warning people could be in for a rough week this week, and was he ever? Uh, Cam Newton, two point eight two points, ninety eight passing yards, and three interceptions, and only nineteen rush yards. So. Again, there's there's a lot of trouble brewing in New England in terms of this offense. So that's again, um, I'm getting to the point where I may start, dr- I may be dropping Cam Newton in a couple leagues just because I have, I have other options. So, moving on to our running back stings, number one, Ezekiel Elliott, five point six points, forty five yards, one catch for six yards. This is just this has been, this has been a rough season for him. Um, because even when, even when Dak was there, they weren't using the run. Uh, they haven't been using the run game, um, and really the the pass game was helping to save some of um, Zeke's value in fantasy. This is getting to be the to the point where he's just he's not producing because they they can't get anything going on the offense. This offensive line is absolutely decimated. Um, you know, you don't have a quarterback who can keep drives going. So, yeah, rough, rough, rough day for him. Rough season in general. Um, it's it's going to be a lot harder to to trust him moving forward. Uh, you know, it, unless unless you have no one else. Number two, another guy that I was warning people about could be in for a rough week. Mr. Josh Jacobs, four point six points, seventeen yards rushing on 10 carries and three catches for 14 yards. So again, this is one of those where just it it the the stars were not aligned for for Josh Jacobs. This was going to be a rough rough game for him. And so uh and so I hope I hope you guys didn't start him unless again, unless you absolutely had to. So Uh, moving on to our wide receivers, we talked about how big of a game Tyler Lockett had. Well, DK Metcalf, 3.3 points, two catches for 23 yards, had a touchdown called back because of a holding penalty in overtime. 
Um, so yeah, just it was just one of those games. Patrick Peterson went up against him against the Arizona Cardinals now in three games in his career, going back to last year. I want to say that Metcalf has three catches on like was it he had like one catch for six on six targets last year. This year he has uh what was it two catches on seven or eight targets. I think maybe it was two catches on six targets for for DK today. So um struggles a little bit against that Arizona defense. Um I think really I think it's Patrick Peterson who was basically on him most of the night. Although Tyler Lockett got past Patrick Peterson for two touchdowns tonight, so um, and uh, number number two, our number two sting in the wide receivers, Mike Evans, four point seven points, two catches, thirty-seven yards. Mike Evans is turning into a decoy for Chris Godwin and Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller, I mean, j- no, did not see that coming. Not with Godwin in the lineup, I I didn't think that that um that Evans or I mean that that Miller would get that much work. Um, with uh, with Godwin in the lineup, I mean Evans or sorry, Miller ended up being what wide receiver seven on the day, you know nine nine targets, six catches, one hundred nine yards, and a touchdown. So big day for him. Uh, moving on to our tight end stings, these are just I mean three of the top. I mean these these guys are all like top five tight ends. Jonu Smith, one catch for nine yards, one point four points. Now, mind you, it was a tough matchup. I I get that. Um, I just figured that they would target him a little bit more than that um, and get him a little more involved. Uh, Hunter Henry, three catches, 23 yards, but that was on like seven or eight targets. Um, Just couldn't bring bring him in today. Ended up leaving the game early because um, because of getting poked in the eye. Now again, while this is a while he went out because of an injury, that was late in the fourth quarter. He'd already only he'd already had again seven targets, only three catches for twenty three yards. So that's why, even though he was injured, I included him in here. And then again, Travis Kelsey, part of that Kansas City game where just the offense wasn't necessarily needed, the defense was doing everything. So uh, four point six points, three catches, thirty one yards. Um, obviously, that's not the you know those three guys. That's not going to be an everyday occurrence, an every week occurrence. So. All right, so that is it for our Kings and Stings portion of our broadcast. Let's go ahead and move into looking at the um, looking at the game for tomorrow night. And this is definitely going to be an interesting one. I there's a lot of people that are really high, or not necessarily high on, but think that David Montgomery should be in for a good game simply because of volume. Um, for me. I actually put him down in my rankings just a little bit for this week. You know, call me crazy, um, but the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, here let's let's make sure we have the correct. There we go. Um, the Los Angeles Rams have been pretty stiff on defense this year. Um, giving up the 10th least amount of fantasy points to the running back position. They're really tough against wide receivers, giving up the, f- giving up the least amount of fantasy points to wide receivers each week. Um, and over the last couple weeks, they have been pretty, pretty tough against the running backs. So I just, 
I'm I'm not as high on on uh, Montgomery for this week. That's just me. I don't want Nick Foles as my quarterback. Uh, I mean, if you're playing Nick Foles, obviously you're either in a two quarterback league or your team has just been struggling because of of defense or has been struggling because of injuries. So, um, Allen Robin or Aaron Allen Robinson projected again. This is for a, a full point PPR. I think for half point PPR is projected on Yahoo for about fourteen and a half points. Um. I think he can get that simply because of the amount of targets coming into this week. He was leading the league in targets. So, um, I'm pretty sure he was leading the league in targets. He's at least near the top. Yeah, he's leading the league in targets, averaging 11 targets a game. Amari Cooper's like one target below him. So, um, so just based on volume, I think he can get there. So I think you're still going to be okay. It's just, it's going to be, it could be one of those games where he has like 15 targets and only like four or five catches and hopefully one of them's for a touchdown. So that's kind of my thoughts on Allen Robinson for this week. Um, again, Jimmy Graham, the, the Rams against, let me find it right here again. The Rams against tight ends are m- very middle of the pack. That's, you know, if there's a weakness in their defense, it's giving up points to the tight end. Again, I talked about this. In in the show last week, um, my kind of my sleepers and bus show, Jimmy Graham is getting 11 targets per game or 11 targets on the season, 1.9, right about two a game, um, in the red zone alone. So, um, in terms of um, tight ends in general. He's getting the this was it seventh most amount of targets per uh, seventh most most amount of targets overall getting six per game, um, and so I think that he is still going to be in for a decent game. He'll get again. He'll get the targets. Nick Foles likes targeting his his tight end. So, um, so I think that Jimmy Graham should still be should still be in a decent position uh, for this week if you're if you're needing him to to score you some points. Moving over to the to the Rams, um, again, this isn't a great matchup for Jerry Goff. Uh, the 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 Chicago defense, in terms of fantasy points, gives up the least amount of fantasy points to quarterbacks, the fourth least amount of points to wide receivers. So, if anything, this might be a good game for like Gerald Everett or or Higby. Uh, again, because Chicago is middle of the road, very uh, like right in the middle of the pack, seventeenth. In terms of giving up fantasy points to the tight end, um, third they give up the third was it twelve, eleventh least amount of points um, to the running back position. So this could be a game for for Daryl uh, for Daryl Henderson. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of faith, really, to be honest, in the run game for um, for LA for this game simply because of how well the uh, the Chicago defense has been playing. So. So Henderson is 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 projected for the most points out of the running backs. I did not start him in any leagues. That's where I'm at. So as far as the the wide receivers go, Cooper Cup and Woods. Woods has been kind of dealing with a little bit of an injury, but is good to go. Will be playing tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, it'll just it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Robert Woods gets more involved in in like jet sweeps and run plays as well more than Cooper Cup. So I think that that Robert Woods is likely to be the safer 
uh, play in terms of possibly getting to his projection. Cooper Cup, I don't know. Um, we'll see how much pressure the Bears are able to get to Jared Goff because they get to enough pressure to him. Uh, it's gonna. I think it, that'll be trouble for for Cooper Cup in his production. So. And then getting to, to Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. Tyler Higby is proving to not be as, as sure of a thing after that big last four weeks of the season last year. Um, just hasn't really put it together this year. Hasn't been used. I mean, all three of his touchdowns came in one game. Uh, Gerald Everett, as of late, has been getting more work, more targets. So, um, so yeah, I think right now they're kind of they're both a bit of a dice roll if, if you're using them either way for your team. So... All right, that is it. Um, I hope you guys, again, I hope you, this has been helpful to you guys. I hope you have had a good week with your fantasy teams. I think I'm going to finish probably 3-2. and two. I need a miracle to possibly finish 4-1. and one, So, All right, uh, again, that is it for me. Good luck for the rest of this week. We will be back tomorrow with our Waiver Wire Madness episode. Uh, again, this has been the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude. And I'll talk to you later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.